Guys, welcome back to another edition of the Raptors 2K Podcast. This actually being episode number five, we are joined, of course, by the homie Shane, as always, and Quay popping in for this edition. Big shout out, of course, to Uber Eats for bringing this dope content to you guys. Um, well, I guess the first thing I got to ask my boys, we got to get some food in our bellies before we even start this thing, right? I got my order teed up. How about you, Shane? I haven't actually looked yet, but that's a good point. Uh, I guess we're not giving them any content. We're, we're getting right to the ad plug. You know what? I'm going to do my favorite pad thai place, chicken pad thai. I'm also okay. going to get a little mango salad. Problem with the mango salad is sometimes it's out of season and you never know. I don't know what the mango seasons are personally. And sometimes it comes, it's just hard as hell and like green. And sometimes it's uh, soft and sweet and orange and I'm really hoping I get the latter. Dude, I'm definitely ordering. Uh, I actually did my order earlier for this Jamaican spot that's around the way in Baltimore. Uh, I'm back home and take advantage of that. Like, no, no question. Quay, what do you order from Uber Eats? Uh, I mean, I usually, it's not too many like local spots out here where I'm at right now in uh, South Dakota. So I might just get like, you know, some Subway, you know, with a little bag of chips on the side with a, you know, probably a Powerade with it. Nothing too, nothing too special, but. You know, that's my go-to when I'm hungry. Nothing wrong with that. So, Sounds delicious, in fact. I must I must confess. But, you know, it's interesting. I said, you know, we started the show. I thought we were just going to have one former Raptor here. But apparently it could be two. Shane, you have some news that you want to share with the people before we really jump into this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I uh, announced this week that uh, it was my last uh, full day at uh, MLSE, you know, running Raptors Uprising and then the other esports programs for Leafs and Raptors. But we should also acknowledge normally the show opens as just Phil and I. Uh, we had a, a little bit of a technical snafu, so we're opening with our guy Quay. And so normally Quay would get a proper introduction, but for anyone who's been following Raptors Uprising uh, for the last few years, you'll know Quay. He's been a veteran Raptor on our team. He was, you know, without a doubt, one of my favorite players to ever come through the organization. You know, he and I had our highs and our lows. There's no doubt about it. We'll tell some of those stories today. Look at him repping the brand. Um, but Quay, I, I, I feel very confident saying Quay, and we used to say this on our social channels all the time, was the funniest guy in the league. Just so naturally funny. 100%. Like walking around with you, dude, is like constant entertainment. I, I remember being in Orlando and the things that you spot and then the jokes that you come up with. And we're going to talk about my new gig, which is in content. It's in YouTube. And you saw me tweet at you like a month ago when you said, I'm going to get into stand-up. I was like, dude, make YouTube content. Stand-up, it's like, that's like a tougher, I think, thing to crack because you got to like nail the stand-up, you know, approach. Whereas YouTube is like creative freedom. You know, if you're just funny and creative, you can come up with your own thing on YouTube and, and, and you know, that can go viral for you. I think maybe a little easier than grinding stand-up. So, I mean, hey, I don't want to discourage you from stand-up or nothing like that. But, um, man, I think you need to get onto YouTube because you are one of the funniest dudes I've ever hung out with, no doubt about it. Yes, sir. Anyway, that's, you know, alluding. So, yeah, we haven't actually officially announced what I'm doing next, but I think that this is going to take some time to edit, and then I'll probably have tweeted it by then. So so by this point, people might already be aware, but I'm joining Agent Zero in the homies, Kai Sanat, Duke, Dennis, Phantom, Davis, Chris Nextdoor, uh, and going over to run AMP. Uh, that You know, these guys have been doing an awesome job, like incredibly creative guys. You know, just I, I, I've been talking to Agent for a long time about AMP, right? Not in any way because I – had a suspicion that I would end up getting involved at any point, but he's just been talking to me about this project forever. And then this fall, like more and more stuff kept, kept popping up where I was like, this is crazy what these guys are accomplishing. And, uh, you know, my relationship with them got stronger and stronger and it just started to feel like a really good fit. And I think, you know, really initiated by them at first. Um, but the more I thought about it, and at first it was kind of like said in passing as a joke. And then the more I thought about it, the more I realized, you know, there's just a huge opportunity here with these guys to, you know, do what we've seen done in the industry, which is to take a brand that represents a, a group of 
individual creators and then activate that brand in, in ways, you know, um, like you've seen other groups do. Right. And, uh, yeah, very exciting opportunity. We just got back from LA. We were at the Super Bowl. We did a, a thing with FaZe there at Super Bowl experience for anyone who caught it. You know, our guy Duke just went crazy, picked off Brett Favre like six times. You know, one of the most athletic <clears throat> human beings I've ever seen in person in my life, just doing handspring backflips in the end zone. Crazy. Wait, 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 wait. Paul's right there. Why, why was I not invited? I was at the Super Bowl. Going on, you know what, Shane? dude? I saw your story that you were there. You were in that like bougie ass suite with all those people, um, oh, and I didn't know because I don't think I saw content before that. So I think it was like after Super Bowl that I realized you were in LA at the same time. Oh, painful, painful. Next time. Yeah, it would have been great to have you there, man. RDC guys were there. A whole bunch of people came through to to watch it. It was a great event. And just you know, just before that, Kai played eight in one on one for twenty five k at House of Highlights. Same thing. Those RDC guys came through. It was, it was a fun weekend. Great weekend meeting a whole bunch of really cool people in the YouTube space. And yeah, man, hopefully, you know, hopefully we can do what we did here with Raptors Uprising, like activate some really authentic, you know, brand partnerships and just grow the business. Like, you know, we want, AMP has got to stay authentic. It's grassroots. That's what it is, right? It's secret yeah. sauce is that it's authentic. Um, but I think that if we bring, if we, you know, grow the business, we'll have more resources to do even cooler things for the fans, right? Create experiences that we want to experience and then provide access to those experiences to our fans and, you know, create really cool content that we, couldn't do ourselves because production limits would get in the way production costs would get in the way if you're just monetizing through adsense type thing right so yeah that's the plan and the vision boys but quay man back to you back to you quay i would love for you to to get into youtube i want to see you pop off man if you could just find a way to be yourself in front of the camera there's a a a huge audience of people that want to watch that stuff i don't know where we uh, necessarily begin this interview but yeah now, I've been thinking about, like hard, like uh, I think Rico was trying to get me to do that. You know, uh, when I was still in the league, he was telling me like, you know, try to make some content. Like it can even be, you know, something funny, but you can be using like, you know, NBA 2K, like that type of method. So I, I feel like, you know, I'm working my way. I'm I'm, I'm learning. I'm, I'm looking at everybody's content. I'm loving it. Uh, I'm, well, you'll see me soon, man. I, I really think I'm, I'm heading that way towards you like making, a, you know, the YouTube content, the skits, just, just everything. Watch this. Just stay tuned for sure. I love to hear that. I love I love to hear that. I'm glad that's where you're headed. But I want to head to something too. It's it's kind of some breaking news out of the 2K League, and I want your thoughts on it. Obviously, like you know, you're in the league, kind of have a you know finger to the pulse and stuff like that. What do you think about the disqualification of one of the league's best players ever, Fab? Like he he so he put out a statement yesterday, shocked a lot of people. I was reading the quote tweets, the replies, and everything. Like everybody was just like just wanting answers just trying to figure out what happened but like how like how do you take that that's crazy to me i mean me personally like we were all just in a party you know just like playing call of duty like you know i was with kenny and you know tommy and all the guys uh then we seen who's on twitter and we end up saying it and i'm like whoa fab you know because i seen you know the other guys getting suspended i think zay as well and i'm just like yo that's crazy like i don't even know what the you know the whole reason was for but i mean that's a big loss you know fabs is one of those guys you know offense and defensive wise just iq you know, he's one of the best ever to play it. So just losing him for a whole year, a whole season, like, I'm going to be pretty tough on the Cavs, especially to replace that. Uh, you know, I'm hoping he makes it back. You know, he cleans up next year, you know, whatever happened. You know, I know he'll be back. So, you know, it's just a tough loss. I mean, you know, a lot of us go through it sometimes. You know, it's just about adversity. So I think my guy will bounce back for sure. But that was definitely, you know, breaking news. And then today uh, we find out Joel Lazar is the new coach and GM over there. So uh, welcome to your first day on the job, Joel. You just lost Fab the day before. Uh, you think he, you think he signs up for that job if he knows that suspension's coming? 
<laughs> I think so, man. So now. you got to get a, you got to get a foot in the door when that thing creaks open. You know, if you're an yeah. if you're a player looking to get into a, a post career gig, like there's so many players and and only so many of those yeah. post career gigs. Uh, so I think yeah, you probably take it anyway. But yeah, that's tough, man. You lose Fab and you get an end of the draft pick as a as a compensation for yeah, that third round, I think, too, right? Yeah, third like round, like, guys just yeah, after everything. Round. Yeah, because I don't think there even is any fourth rounders anymore, right? Yeah, it's, it's you can't replace that. So I know it's gonna be a tough loss for them for the season, but hopefully they figure it out in the draft somehow. Yeah, man. We and uh, like we've seen a lot of point guards, you know, leave or go down for different reasons this off season too. I'm not going to lie. Like, and I should also say with, with the news of my departure, it's not a, a full departure. I'm staying with Raptors uprising, uh, you know, in an engaged way as an advisor. And um, so for those of you out there who are going to follow along this season, uh, you know, you, you'll be seeing me around. Um, but again, being a Raptor looking at that East coast, I'm thinking, Hey, we lost you know, no chalk, no JBM, no Sherm, yeah. no fab. Like, look at the point yeah, guards in the East. Crazy. Yeah, and and with the yeah, tournaments right. this year, the qualifiers are online and from the conferences. So, like, East Coast yeah. is, you know, I, listen, I you know, things will change and it all depends on the meta of the game and there's still a draft to be had and all that. But, you know, this may age poorly. And, I, I you know, again, I'm an advisor now. I'm not actually the guy on the team. So I think I can say the East is looking sweet. I hope my Raptors get into sweet, these tournaments, man. <laughs> I want to I go to land. I want to go no, to Indy you, and, and cheer them on from the studio, yeah. you know. You guys Definitely. are, you know amazing position you have freaking uh kenny and dimes like you you got honestly you have two of the most sought out people to play that position just chilling on your roster like and the seventh overall pick this year so we got a lot of things to figure out you know uh and i don't know if you've seen like dimes has been trying different positions and stuff like there's still so much up in the air honestly about this year like again you know i don't think it would be a secret maybe to those who are watching but certainly those who you know we might be tipping our competitive uh, strategy to i don't think it would be a secret that kenny also played lock this offseason right there was definitely a time where we were thinking hey does kenny reinvent himself around lock even um you know, again, I don't think that any one of those plans is actually a front runner at this point. We're kind of like evaluating everything. We are, and, and I will also say it's a pretty active trade market. You've already seen some trades going down. Trades are coming in and out of our inboxes as well. So, like, you really might see a lot of movement here between between draft. Um, you know, not to say anything specifically, but there's a bunch of things in the air that could fall for us. Definitely. I think for Quay, like. For you, like, since you left the league and, like, from what you've seen of it now, like, do you feel like it's, like, shifted, like, completely different since you came in, like, you know, the first, you know, first couple of seasons? I, it, to me, this is just from, from me speaking, because I worked, you know, season one and two apps and still keep up with the league. But it feels like it's just gotten, like, more, like, difficult to maintain a position. And I'm not just necessarily because of all the, you know, new draft hopefuls, but just in general, it's like you have to be, almost so buttoned up to buttoned up to an extent it's like you're walking on eggshells at time because we've seen like you know some people you wouldn't expect to get suspended or dismissed just gone out the door and, and like these are serious blows to these teams but they're committed exactly. to like keeping like the work environment like polished respectable yep. i mean yeah like like you pretty much said like uh i mean you can't really take anything for granted you know even though you know the top guys are all stars they're you know leading the league and assists and points for game and you see that, you know, little things like that can get you suspended. So it's definitely, I feel like it's, it's definitely harder to stay in, you know, it's, it's less spots as well. Uh, you know, just more younger talent coming in, you know, we're, we're a little bit of the older guys now. So, you know, some of the OGs may have to switch positions just to stay in, you know, they can't really yep. possibly, you know, play the same that they were doing. It got, they got them in there or got them well known. So, you know, you're looking for, you know, a lot of those players too to make switches. Cause uh, 
you know, everybody wants to stay in the league, but, you know, it's somebody coming for your spot, you know, so much, you know, to deal with. So I think it's more pressure now definitely to stay in the league than it was, you know, the first two seasons. Like, you know, you're playing online. We were in, we were in person, you know, the first two. Like, you can really get in somebody's head. So now you're just over there, you know, just the comms. Like, it's a little different now, too. So I think it is, you know, harder for me from outside looking in. I mean, Quay, I know like your last game ever in the 2K League, you were horsing. Like you put, you what, was it a triple double? You know, like, and, yep, and yep. they, and their whole goal, they had already lost and were out of the playoffs. They were playing the Knicks. Their whole goal was to stop you from getting a triple double. So you were getting double teamed. <laughs> I mean, you could play the game at a, at a pro level. There's no doubt yeah. in your last current game. I mean, maybe you, you returned to the league. I don't know if that's a goal for you or not anymore, but yeah. um, like, it, like it just goes to show like, you know, guys who come in and out of this league, are still hoopers mm -hmm. like they can play at that level and okay. sometimes it's just opportunity it's chemistry fit you know it's it's mm -hmm. like very thin margins as far as you know whether you're able to survive or not and uh and again quay like you know you you were hilarious but you also had your moments too right that hurt you i think yeah. for sure and like those reputations yeah. get out right like look at idris yeah. idris has won a championship and then you know not retain like you know mr underrated etc like there are just you know players out there and and i'm a big believer of like you know these opportunities in the league are so short. You're only there for four or five months. If you see yeah. any growth and development in a person in that period of time, like that's an indicator that there's probably something there to keep working with, right? And so that's why I keep bringing players back, even when we have little run-ins. It's never personal. You know, you and me, mm -hmm. I'll tell a story, Quay. Remember, uh, we were in New York. I can't remember what the, the issue was about, but I just remember Quay, I said something. And Quay responded with a little Miss Finster gif. And it was like the little uh, recess kid, you know, who's, who's taking oh, okay. notes. <laughs> and I was like, you got something to say? You got something to say? And you're like, I'm like, what room are you in? You gave me a room number. We came up, we had it out with each other that day in the hotel room. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but man, like, you know what? It was like, we had to let, we had to, we, it had to happen, right? Like, you know, the emotions yeah, yeah. get going. It's, it's a high pressure work environment. You know, everyone's like yeah. fighting to get into the lineup. The team's losing. You're feeling the pressure. You want people to, you know, be doing the things you think are the right things that are going to get you the wins. And, you know, you got to, you got to manage all those different personalities. Everyone has to be managed differently, right? Some people are low touch. Some people are high touch. Some people need to kick in the ass. Some people need to be told they're great. You got to kind of like figure out what motivates each individual. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's definitely funny that you even remember that. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I didn't even think you watched that back in the day. But yeah, that was, you know, that was a funny little gift. Uh, you got on me for that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it was fun though. We had a, we had a lot of fun. I'll, I'll remember. T I remember too when we went on that uh, road trip to Detroit. Remember we were going into the the palace and yeah. uh, you were like, you're asking Yusuf whether he thinks you could jump over him. And he, you're like, no goddamn way. You can oh, do it. Yeah. He's trying to play it cool. He doesn't want to like flinch or anything like that. So he's trying to walk it off and being like, no chance. Yeah. And you just come up behind him and just like start shifting your, your slides real tight. So it sounds like you're kind of preparing mm -hmm. for a jump. He freaks out, drops down, looks. <laughs> yeah, he was got scared. I think we actually one. got that recorded. Uh, it might be on a Raptors page sale. Yeah. I definitely just watched that probably a couple months ago and just had a laugh at it, man. Like, the rumors are silly, man. That season one, like, you know, it was a – I definitely remember that the most, just, you know, just with the guys. It's our first year coming in. We're all just, you know – at that moment, too, that's when we made that break and we made that turnaround. So, like, all those moments right then was just special, you know, just you know, just remembering all that you know, fun we had, you know, as well as the ups and downs. But that was definitely some of the funniest moments. Uh, we definitely went to Detroit. Uh, yeah, my boy Yusuf, man. Glad to see he's still in the league as well, too, doing good. So That man, boot camp turned sure, our man. season around, no doubt. Man, I, I promise you, I really think we really needed that. Like, it was for any team that needed. Right there, that's when we found our identity. We seen that we could help each other. Like, that's I think that was the most important from season one. It was trust. You know, we had guys that really wouldn't trust each other. Once we started making rotations and swinging, man, we were 
kicking everybody's butt. I mean, like, yeah. scrims, everything. Like, we were on a roll. Like, for real. Everybody was scared of us that year. We were yeah, one and five. We went to that that road trip to Detroit. Crazy. Sorry, Phil. No, we, no, we I'm played, saying the second uh, half of that season. I remember it was in this nuts here. It was that Detroit trip, dude, honestly. So what what people may remember is we didn't have uh, a league practice build at that point. So all of our scrimmages mm -hmm. were inter-team three-on-three with two AI. It was like crazy. So we really just couldn't figure <laughs> out who was the best at what position. And uh, right. so we, we got in the van, we drove to Detroit. It was very humble. Like looking back, looking now at like, you know, the experience of being a Raptor and what we would otherwise do. Like back then we were being scrappy. You know, we hopped in a van and stayed in a motel type thing. But we went there, yeah. uh, Adam and Adam and, and Ramo and those guys were great hosts. We played like 50 scrims in 36 hours. And, um, you know, we, we found a lineup that worked. And what's funny is that was the lineup I said going into that is like a crazy idea because we were going to move Yusuf off of center and put him at the two. And I had just yeah. heard from Ogie, you know, Yusuf used to be a, a two guard just like two years ago in Pro-Am. And I was like, well, yeah. let's try it. Like, we're struggling right now. We moved you to the five, him to the two. And then we went, what, yeah. seven and one down the stretch. Teams are ducking us, throwing their last games to avoid us in the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> I can't forget. True story. Definitely threw some games. Uh, made us play the Cavs early. You know, it was crazy because we, we scrimmed the Cavs probably the most going into the playoffs. And I kind of had a feeling like, if there was any team that could, you know, compete with us, it was them because they knew us, you know, at, at that point. Like, we just kept screaming with them. You know, we were close with those guys as well. So, yeah, I, I remember that. That was a great run turnaround. And that, that day in Detroit, I definitely remember my boy Detox was like, you know what, uh, I think you guys are better without me in this lineup. And he made the call. Like, remember it was like two different lineups you chose? And you were Dude, like, all right, so yeah. which one is better? And he, yeah, made a call he didn't even say, leave you know it what? for a moment. He didn't even leave it for a moment. You know, we sat around. Yeah. I remember I said, all right, guys, we've seen the results. Like, what do we think is our strongest lineup? And he was the first one to raise his hand. He's like, I'm just going to say it. The lineup with me out, Yusuf at the two, like, that's clearly our best lineup at this point. And that's what we ran, you know, right he into the playoffs. Been, you know, he could have been selfish, you know, like how most players are to try to keep their spot yeah. and all that. Like, that's why, you know, yes, Detoxes sure. is my guy because he was just humble. You know, he's all about the team winning and he made the right call. I and he that. was our second pick. Like he had, you know, a lot of pressure yeah. and expectations. He and Kenny had won the 250K tournament. Like he was, you know, yeah. I, I could have been convinced like, hey, he just needs to find his stride type thing. Like we brought him in to, to really yeah. be a contributor. And you were our sixth man, you know, just to call a spade a spade, right. right? And you came in and you played center. And I mean, you did so well, we brought you back, right? And again, your last ever game, I remember, you put up a triple double being double teamed. Like there's no question you can play the exactly. game. You know, it's just these opportunities. Yeah, they're we, so fleeting. We all still play, man. I'm, I'm sharp, man. Uh, We've been playing this year. Like, I mean, almost every day I play with the guys. Like, you know, I stay sharp because, uh, you know, I still think maybe, you know, down the line I might, you know, make it run make back. Return. For sure. Uh, Playing a lot of power forest center, you know, sometimes we play the tens. We call it our lobbies. You know, still the uppers to us. You know, uh, Kenny, Reese, Josh, Cook, you know, Kenny's brother, Jay. We're all, st we're all still close. So we play every day, man. And, you know, I'm sharp. They can tell you I'm still like that. But. You know, I'm removing my guys this year. Hopefully everybody makes it back, you know. My, my time might be called, you know, in the next couple of years. But I'm sitting back and enjoying this moment, you know, still just watching the guys do what they love, you know. Okay, so you're not going to – so I was, that was actually my next thing. I was going to ask if you are going to try and jump back in mm -hmm. this year. Uh, or maybe, yeah. maybe that's a little too soon to expect. Like, what, what else is going on outside that might be preventing you from doing that? Well, yeah, well, like this year I, I was close to trying to get back and then uh, some other things mm -hmm. that happened, you know, just personally. So I just ended up, you know, sure. falling back on just kind of qualifying and all that. Uh, I, I believe I, I definitely could have made it this year, you know, as well as last year, too. I ran into some trouble to where I, I definitely could have, you know, possibly made it back into the pool at least. Uh, so, you know, I'm just working on my, like you said, I'm working on my craft, really trying to figure out what's next other than just 2K. So I really, you know, I'm really thinking about just, you know, comedy life, uh, 
And I feel like that was always my talent, you know, growing up, you know, no matter what I did, I played sports and all that. But I feel like, you know, that was, you know, God's purpose for me, you know, just to make people laugh, you know, to always put a smile on somebody's face. So, you know, I think that's next up for me, honestly. Like, I'm just trying to figure out worst way to jump in. Like Shane said, you know, the YouTube way, that's dope. I'm looking at, you know, Instagram, putting that on there, you know, even joining TikTok. So, you know, in between time of playing 2K, that's my next move as well. So. I'm kind of trying TikTok to combine all that big, together. Bro. TikTok is really like that discoverability app. You know, you hit a yes, you hit a good their, viral their skit. Like, is amazing. Yeah, so good. Yeah, yeah. I, I you hit a viral skit. It doesn't matter who you are. You could you could get yeah, some yeah. traction. Yeah, my friends yeah, just no, basically got me. I haven't been like on TikTok lately, but I figured you know that's where everybody's going to. So I just downloaded yeah. it like probably a month ago, and I've been studying, man. So I'm definitely gonna look to be on all those social media. So definitely, you know, stay tuned. Trust me. Get, get up and do it, buddy. You know, it's just execution. Mm-hmm. You'd be amazed at just literally just doing it. Just, you don't know what you're going to do, but as long as you have a first idea, just start start going, you know, start writing, start yep. recording, just get the camera out, just do it, right? You just got to get the ball rolling on that stuff. There's no doubt about yep, it. Yeah, exactly. man, I'll, I'll tell you the truth. Like, I, I love people who are really good at what they do, hanging around the AMP guys. Yep. Last week was, you know, just great to see them in their natural element, right? Just such creative dudes, like, you know, I don't throw yeah. it around often. Like you are truly one of the funniest people I ever hung out with. And it comes by, you come by it so naturally. You just like things that are happening around <laughs> us that no one else sees as funny. And you just like find the humor in it and like start talking about yeah. it, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that's I, I, dope. Got big, I, mean, I, I got definitely... big hopes for you, buddy. Yep. I remember because uh, Phantom actually came to our uh, game when I had that triple double. Yeah. And we've been around Agent Zero. So I'm definitely, you know, tuned in to those guys. You know, I'm loving what they're doing with their content. And I did see your guy, your guy Duke against uh, Brett Favre. I mean, yeah, that was crazy, man. So I was definitely tuned in watching Freak that. Athlete. when, when I, You know, I can see myself doing that, you know, being a content, but still, you know, going to these events where, you know, celebrity, like basketball, football type of events. Like, I, I want to do that as well. So that inspired me definitely to, to keep it moving, build my name, you know, and, you know, learn from them. So, you know, yeah, physical you challenge my name videos is- definitely yeah. do well on YouTube. People want to see people who are funny doing things. And like, that's the thing is just like gaming, you know, is a great conduit for live streaming because it gives you something to do in between being entertaining. That's the same thing with these like challenge videos, right? Is there's something to do to get you to react. And if you're funny in your reactions, then it's entertaining, right? Definitely, man. I want to see you do that. Uh, I remember another story. Remember you and um, you and Doza with the foot race? So, so, so. Yeah, go, go. I'll let you tell a story, and then I'll tell you, and then I'll leak something. <laughs> oh, yeah, so it's funny, man. So, you know, me and Doza was basically, you know, we was going at it the whole year, and, yeah, I'm fasting you. Now, I'm fasting you. All right, we're going to race, man. Don't worry about it. We're going to race one of these times. So uh, I, I forgot everybody was just there that day. We were doing content. Uh, I forgot what the what the occasion was, but, uh, you know, I had a few beers, man. I'm, I'm going to blame that. I'm going to blame Shane on that one. I had a few beers before we raced, but it put me on the spot, so I couldn't turn it down. You know, me being a former athlete I was, you know, I just was so competitive, so – now we got out there, man. I, I ain't gonna lie. Those he got me. He got the best of me, man. He smoked me. First first time we raced, ah, he took off. I'm like, oh, all right, that's a fluke. Let's try this one again. Second time he smoked me again. I'm like, you know what? Too much Uber Eats, man. So shout out to Uber Eats. Y'all got me that. I was eating a little bit too much. At that I, time. I was gonna say you you came in jacked at the beginning of that season and there was yeah, like two yeah. mcflurries in the freezer every time i went there i'm like who's getting all these mcflurries they're like those are all crazy I'm like he's got two in here every time i come here so i think you were a little slower by the end of the season yeah by the end of the season i promise you i think it was about seven of them in there like i mean you guys trading they're like yo i know these are quite i'll fall asleep and forget so Man, when i, I went back night, there you know? to clean it up for the next season there was like one it was just turned to like ice you know yeah straight ice <laughs> that was my no, go to that- mcdonald's though 
you know was that it's that like, race like that whole foot race thing outside what was cool about it was mm-hmm. i've seen that exact scene play out in like 90s 2000 sitcoms like as a kid like saved by the bell where it's like everyone's in like coordinated like yellow and blue like outfits or whatever and they're like cheering on the kids in the schoolyard who are having like the foot race and it it felt so like out of a sitcom or something because everyone was there yeah. wearing raptors uprising gear because it was this Man. finals watch party and we had all of our super fans oh, yeah. there was like 50 people there catering mm-hmm. etc so we lined this like residential neighborhood street it was like all the trees were mm-hmm. green and the flowers were out because it was like middle of the summer and you guys had this foot race right. and we have that footage on camera and i'll leak it right <laughs> now we're doing a like bell five house like recap series that's going to come out yeah. in the next month uh and that's going to be one of the moments that we that we show in that okay. series so that, that was a fun yeah, day. And I, I we played basketball after that as well too and he i think he had a game winner on me so he got a picture on his uh profile me doing like this with my hand up he fading away I'm like, all right, man, you lucky the court was low right there. So those who got the best of me that day, trust me, we play, I played with him too on the 10, so they don't, they'll never let me forget it, man. Yeah, those who smoked you, you was talking all that crap. I'm like, all right, man, look, don't worry about it. Next time I see those, I got something for you, man. <laughs> yeah, I think that was the day I gave you guys the chains too. That was a fun day. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I remember chains, that, man. Uprising up, uprising under there, underneath it, the, yeah, man. Yeah. That was, pre- I appreciate that for sure, because, you know, it's these moments, man, you like I said, like I'm, I'm very grateful for you know being in the league the first two years. You know, this is a chance in you know a lifetime. Like this, is, it was a crazy opportunity for me. Even if I don't go back, like I'll always be blessed. You know, with the managers, you know, the teammates, just you know the people I met at MLSE. You know, uh, like it was just great, wonderful moments. You know, and like I said, that was like some of the best times of my life. You know, like honestly, like I can say, like I was going through a lot of stuff right before that. So to get drafted and all that was just like a, you know, just a relief, like, and it, it was fun, man. I enjoyed it a lot. And and it showed me you could really do anything you want in life, you know, and my friends always, till this day, they like, man, ain't you the guy that plays 2K? Like, every time we meet somebody new, they think they're good. I'm like, yeah, man, I was in the league, you know, so I brought <laughs> a bit, so it was this dope, definitely, you know, to have that opportunity, you know, uh, a lot of people won't ever get, but, you know, I appreciate it for sure. Well, dude, you can capitalize on some of that, no doubt, going forward uh, with what you want to do next. Like, you've got things like a blue check and you've got friends, you know, who are active online in the 2K community who will support you in something, right? I think look at JBM and uh, and his NFT play, right? There's so much support from around the league on that. You know, you need those, like, early adopters. I, I was watching the, uh, what documentary? Oh, it was, a, it was an NWA documentary on the way back from LA on the plane. And mm-hmm. Dre said to the game, does Compton rock with you? Because if you, if Compton mm-hmm. doesn't rock with you, no one's going to rock with you. Like you, Your hometown has to rock with you first. Right. And for you, you've got a base here with the 2K community that you could use to yeah. kind of get yourself going, right? And that gives you a little bit of early traction. Other people start seeing it. And then all of a sudden, if it's good, it grows, right? So yeah. capitalize while it's hot, buddy. Capitalize while, uh, while you're still an OG of the league and not an old head who's been forgotten. Yeah, you know, yes, these, sir, the, for the sure. Window, the window is only open for so long. You got to move. It's all about execution. Yeah, yeah. definitely so. Well, what's going on? What else is going on around the 2K League? I know we're kind of freestyling this episode, but uh, anything that has caught your guys' interest? There's a lot of things. What's up with this new structure? Can we talk about that? That's true. I was going to talk about 3v3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think about that, Quay? That's crazy. I mean, like, I I didn't really expect the league, you know, to transition a little bit from that, you know, with the 5-on-5. Like, I mean, I I believe it definitely can, you know, it can have an uprise to it because – um. You know, it's, it's kind of more exciting as well. You know, you might see some some of the most talented guys, and then you got people that's not even in the league that can compete. Like, 
I think that gives more hope to like, yo, maybe we can make this. Like somebody might see me in one of these tournaments. I do good next year, build my name from that. Like, you know, it's so many different ways and, you know, opportunities now. And, you know, just the way it's the studio now is in Indiana, if I, if I seen that correctly, um, yep. you know, just yeah. all that, like, it's, it's pretty crazy. Like it's a different, you know, it's different from the first two seasons. You know, I can say that for sure. I'm ready to see how this, you know, folds out, but I definitely think, you know, this can go a good way for the league. A lot of those off-season tournaments they were having were like 3v3 mm -hmm. and they were inviting like a lot of the bigger content creators and i think they kind of like yeah. enjoy that format a lot so i think what yep. i right. think with the league strategy is like oh we got a lot of eyes on this right so let's capitalize mm -hmm. off this momentum and just make it a whole thing throughout the you know and uh, throughout the new season and just see like if that garners even more interest and participation which i think is, is the exactly. right strategy like you have enough data for 5v5 you know that's like you know because obviously you're trying mm -hmm. to you know mimic actual basketball right irl but you know again this is 2k it's okay to take advantage of like what the game's best functionalities might be so i think this is actually a, a pretty bold and fun change i actually like that i like the fact that um looks like some in-person uh events will be taking place too you mentioned indiana um yeah. you know, i i heard like um I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I'm saying it anyway. I heard that uh, <laughs> I heard the Lakers will be playing out there um, in Indiana, like you know, and not actually in LA, which is which is interesting uh, how that's going to work right. out. Uh, so there's just like, yeah, they like, got a whole hub city now. Things. So yeah, yeah like a bunch a of teams, of a bunch things. of teams, a bunch of the West Coast teams, I think, are going to be in in uh, mm -hmm. Indiana. Um, they kind of offer this right. like turnkey like campus environment now uh, as an option. We we kick tires on it. I'm not going to lie, um, but I guess we'll we'll brag a little bit. You know, we decided this year we're putting our guys up in, in their own individual condos in Liberty Village in Toronto, which is like right uh, yeah, back yeah, that's nice. That's going to be real that's nice. nice. That's yeah. nice. Damn. It's just, yeah, it's just I think it's just so necessary, you know, to help give people like that space, right? Like that added dynamic right. of everyone having to get along in that and where they live as well as you know in the mm -hmm. game. It's just like it limits you from a roster construction perspective. It adds baggage that not did not be there. Like I don't know. I, I think that you know everyone having like a, a work life separation is uh, mm -hmm. you know, the best format for dope. success with the team. Closer to downtown as well. In downtown, like Liberty Village, right in Liberty Village. Yeah, that's nice. I mean, come on. Yeah. I, mean, I always tell people like, yo, Toronto is one of the best cities I've ever been in. I mean, it's just pretty yeah, dope. So to be downtown, come on now. You know that's. I know that's you're right be, by that King West. You know that King West Street. Where all those clubs oh, and bars yeah. were, like that—that's right where they—that's right where they're living. Well, you gotta keep in line, Shane. Hold on, don't let them act a fool. Now. I know, I know, I know. That's—that's <laughs> that's the only thing. Is it gonna be like when? Uh, is it gonna be like when sports teams go to Vegas and you know there's always like the yeah. Vegas flu uh, factor? We gotta make make sure that uh, the guys don't overindulge. But I think y'all brought it at the right time because if I would have had that downtown. <laughs> 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 yeah, we're more we're more staffed up now. We you know practice is going to start on yeah. time. There's going to be penalties. You know, I know Katron, who we brought in to be the new esports manager. He's going to run a tight ship. Uh, so hopefully, okay. you know, just that will keep guys in line. Like you see it in pro sports, right. these guys they go enjoy themselves, and then they're at practice first thing the next morning, right? So I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, yeah, I mean the open bracket for three v three is interesting. Even for me with A and P, I'm like, you know, is there an opportunity there for mm -hmm. us to do something, right? Um, you know, a lot of prize money on the line, etc. Creates cool opportunities potentially for other like influencers, creators, brands to get involved. Like, I wonder if we'll see other esports organizations just like field three v three teams to go into the open bracket and see what happens. Hundred percent guarantee somebody's gonna do it, dude. TSM is gonna throw a team in there just for the hell of it. Like, so, yeah, somebody yeah, is gonna take advantage of that and be like, just like, like exactly. their their members or their employees. Like, yo, who plays two K? Let's let's go have some fun with this. It's gonna be a fun content piece, and you know, maybe it'll cause some upsets, which will be. 
uh, worth talking about. You, hey. you never know. Like it, the fact that it's a possibility now is what makes this such a strong pivot. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm surprised about though? Um, I'm not gonna lie. I'm kind of surprised about that. That six man kind of being eliminated now. So now it's really sticking. Like whatever you draft, you really got to, You know, because a lot of teams Pressure. had that you know flexibility of a, a great six man that was you know he could play almost anywhere. So now you got to have that really starting five, and you you really got to be locked in now. So really too much room to you know to mess up in these drafts and you know these trades. So I'm looking to see how that that falls out as well. Yeah, that's an interesting change, no doubt about it. Um, yeah. We are one of the teams that use our six man the most. I mean, again, you were our sixth pick in season one, right? You became our starting exactly. center. Brought you back next season. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that that definitely play. And now it's like okay, so because we have gone into every draft thinking we knew what positions everyone was going to play, and it's never mm-hmm. worked out that way. You know, even yeah. last year, like it was so obvious what we were going to do. Timely Cook was a reigning DPOY. Kenny was a reigning MVP. Like we drafted people to fill the gaps where we specifically needed people. And then everything just started changing and shifting and, and falling apart. Um, and you don't yeah. have the flexibility now of that six man. So that, that's definitely a lot more pressure on the GMs. And, you know, it's unfortunate too, because there are guys, like you talk about how great of a teammate Detoxies was. I mean, he had three seasons in the league, maybe two, three, I think, mm-hmm. because of his like, you know, what he brings to the team outside of the game, right? You know, and his versatility exactly. as well. He can go in at different spots and stuff. Um, and so it's unfortunate because there are so many guys who like deserve to be part of these organizations who do all the right things, who just aren't at that level where they're the number one option, you know, at their position. Exactly. And uh, and they're not going to have that opportunity this year, unfortunately. I, I think the elimination of the sixth man is just flat out insanity. Like, people, <laughs> like... People get sick, personal reasons, like you said, it their right. flexibility to tinker with the roster. I, I just don't, I don't understand that. You know what I mean? That that yeah. to me is is just madness. You know, That's I, tough, I'm like, of like, the mindset. Well, I'm just hoping it's like just maybe experimental for this season, like a lot of things seem to be, and maybe they'll bring it back for the following one. Right. But I'm not a fan yeah. of that. I, you know, especially when it makes it even more of a sharp thing, just trying to get those spots. I mean, just me knowing, like, there's so many people in that draft, like, that deserve, like Shane said, like, kind of they deserve spots, you know. And I know it's it might be that six-man gym that, you know, could have been on that six-man that jumped into a help change the team, you know, record around. And now it's only going to be just strictly five. So, like, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to see how that, you know, that works. But I definitely would be a fan of seeing that go back next year creating, you know, just more spots, more opportunities because, like, you never know. It's basketball, man. Like, things happen. You know, you might need that that spark off that bench. I mean, that's basically what it was, you know. So, I don't know. Yeah, look at legit we'll with us, right? Jake just had his second season in the league, and he would he never would have got a yeah. shot. You know, we brought him in at six-man, and then exactly. what happened with Juan. I, you guys saw me put yeah. on my, like, fake tinfoil hat a minute ago, so just so I don't look crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I was going to say is <laughs> – maybe this 3v3 thing is the thing and then it is like four or five person rosters but in more of a 3v3 mm-hmm. focused or exclusively focused league right because i think oh, you're right that's... phil like they have the numbers now right like 5v5 is is awesome it's a great basketball simulation but it's just not played mm-hmm. as much as 3v3 is and that makes sense it's it's three, hard right? to find it's hard for casual players to form teams of people who are specialized in teams... positions right. Right, like you can form squads in Warzone. Everyone's doing the same thing. They're running around killing people, right? But when you're right. playing five on five, two K, like everyone's specializing in positions. It's just hard to find people to fill all your needs. Whereas in three v three, it's a little bit less so, right? So like it's me just personally, like all volume. my I know, play part, you know, like it, they don't really right. like the regular guys. I know that's not like how we are, you know, like professionals. Like if I just go play with my cousins or something that's online with Xbox, I promise you they're probably in the park, you know. 
It's just like right. Andy up or something. Like, so you're right. Like, I think more people do play that as well. So, you know, uh, hopefully, you know, it catches on more people, you know, to the league. So, you know, show, showing everybody have a chance, you know. So I'm definitely trying to see how this turns out this year. You know, hopefully my guys, you know, win something. You know, I'm still rooting on hey. the Raptors. You know, I got my over there. <laughs> there you go. Much respect. I mean, everyone's got a chance, right? I mean, you know, one thing, too, to, to talk about is, like, maybe predictions for – for uh, how this season is actually going to turn out. Because I, I personally think I already know who's getting the title this year. That's oh, yeah? Me I think Uh-oh. I already know. And it's, All right. I know it's the Raptors, too. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's, not, it's, it's not the Raptors pro- propaganda podcast. It's, it's, it's real conversations. I think them boys over there at the Kings, I think Ooh. Walnut and uh, Mama coming back together, I think, oh, that's I nice. think they're on a mission. Because you got to imagine, like, as Good as they were, both of them being MVPs when they were together, mm-hmm. like those insane records they had in the league, not walking away one season with a title, bro, that's got to be like so disheartening. And now it feels like because of like some of the point guards we mentioned that have retired, like Mama's, eat, like he's mm-hmm. always been up there, but now like he could make a case for like he's that guy again, right? And, and right, he can make know, a jump again. Yeah, they've always been such a good duo. Like, I feel like that Kings team is going to wreak havoc, and I would be – I would put my money crazy. on them Last year, I mean, a lot of people were saying, you know, like uh, when Walnut left Mama, people were saying, like, Walnut was Mama made. And it showed that Walnut was actually could hold his own, and he really turned up on our yep. And, you know, he took a – I think here was it? Season three, maybe it was a little down for him, but he turned up this year, this past season, and I, I like to see that. So them going back – it's pretty tough. But me, for me personally, I like what Indiana did over there. I ain't going to lie. Bringing Vandy over there with that team <sighs> they already had that was already, you know, good record yeah. this year. Like, I, it might I be a little scary. I don't mean to judge, I think uh, judge trades, but I think that was a great deal for mm-hmm. Indy. You know? That was great. Moving away. I, I, you know, it, seemed like, it seemed like Vandy and, and Grizzlies and Lang, it was just such like a happy family. I just don't know what the motivation was there. Yeah, like, I mean. You know, that pick, like, it's hard to get a Vandy in the draft. Like, there's a lot of guards exactly. needed, so. You know, Vandy being an Ohio boy, I'm always going to root for him, you know. But that was crazy, you know, him leaving all that. I thought that duo was going to probably, you know, retire together, basically. But just yeah. to see him move over there, so I know 630 is going to go to the two now. Like, that's it's a pretty scary team. You got Joe Mar over there, Lavis. That's, that's a nice team, I think. So I like to see that, you know, that them play together. So and especially yeah. three on three, too. Imagine how they're going to be. You probably got Vandy, 630 with, like, what, Joe Mar out there with them. So that might be nice, you know, so. Yeah, well, I think we've given know. them uh, – yeah, go Phil. No, I was going to say, it, it's crazy. Like, you know, I, one thing with 2K I've learned, like, even though it seems like – especially, like, guys who've been there from, like, season one or two, like, I don't respect, expect them to ever leave their, their markets that draft them, right? Like, the you know, the kind of, like, the first rounders. Like, but, like, look at Dimes. Like, he's in – you know, he's on the Raptors now. You know what I'm saying? Fab's, Fab was – from the Celtics to Cleveland, you know what I mean? Yep. Hot shot just got moved. Like I, I thought that was like a permanent fixture down there in Miami. Yeah, even hot shot got moved. He's with the Hawks now, I believe. Hawks. So that's just nuts to me, you know? Like they like these teams are committed to making some changes, shaking up. Because I think, you know, you've seen enough of an experiment. You want to try and try and mix it up a little bit just to see what the result will be. I, I don't blame well, them. It's just still crazy. I think what's what we're seeing right now is that this thing is going to change a ton going forward it's going to continue to change and like i think season two season three like season three obviously pandemic changed things but i think it probably felt to all of us going through it that you know this thing was going to keep growing and maturing and all that but it would be like 
a predictable version of what we were experiencing back then. And now I think it's all up in the air. Like, I don't even think we know what format it's going to be played on. I don't like, I think, I, I think a lot of things are going to change. And eventually we'll, you know, I think the 2K League, if I had to bet on an esport that is still kind of like not at that level yet, the 2K League would be the esport that I would bet on for a whole bunch of reasons. Uh, one is because you're not like some gimmicky game mechanic away from losing market share, right? Like people are always going to want to play the closest thing to real basketball simulation. So, you know, like the, 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 what happened with the battle Royales, right? Fortnite just came out and killed PUBG after they were game of the year, the year before, right? Like, I don't think you see that happening in, in basketball simulation games. And so you have this like almost infinite runway that means, and then you also have like a pretty low cost league relative to some of the other franchise leagues that we see, you know, in esports, and you have mm -hmm. the parent companies for for these primarily being MBA organizations. So even if they're not doing like fantastically well as a business today, you know, even reasonable losses are justifiable because it's like effectively a marketing spend to reach that next generation or that generation of gamer who's like in your market, right. a basketball fan, likes your organization, but maybe isn't as engaged in like the traditional media ways, but is still playing very actively, you know, on 2K type things. So I think 2K has like yeah. an infinite runway. And I think there's too many smart people at the NBA who are like willing to try and experiment with things. They're proving it, you know, this year again, that I think eventually through enough iteration, they're going to land on something. But I think it's going to be very different than what it's been. And even what we're looking at right now. I think we'll look back on this as being this like crazy formative year, like, you know, or period um, where we were like the, the, you know, the ones who kind of beat the path for the 2K league, but ultimately showed what worked and what didn't work and then helped them settle into something that's more sustainable long-term. Right. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that could man. very well be the case. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it could, it could yeah, help we'll segue even more teams to continue to join. Cause I know what, what's the new team this year? Ducks, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think it's pronounced right. Dukes, but out of Mexico, yeah. 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 yeah Mario and Raphael over there, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think my boy Beezus is over there as well, right? Yep. Is Beezus over so there? They grabbed him too, and they grabbed they, – they, they, they basically filled up their lineup. I think they may have one pick left in the draft, but um, – But yeah, you, right? they, they represent – they represent Mexico, and then you've got uh, Gen G representing Shanghai. I mean, you know, I don't think this is uh, any kind of a secret. Like Adam Silver and, and Brendan Donahue have been saying this from the beginning. Like their goal for the 2K League is to be global, right? And that makes sense. Yep. The game is played everywhere around the world. And again, if it, if all of a sudden, like, who knows, maybe 3v3 takes off, it's getting watched by more people today anyway, and then the audience grows, like, that's a pretty scalable league of three-on-three -three teams. You could build that thing out into an APAC region, an EU region. And again, I'm not saying that I know for sure that that's going to happen. I love 5-on-5 2K. I'm just saying like, hey, they're experimenting with it. And we're looking at the numbers of people who watch and play three on three versus five on five today. Like that's starting to make some sense. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I think we talked about this before. Like I have a hard time watching pro esports on a different meta of the game that I play as a consumer. You know, like you want it to be so in line with what you play that it's literally the exact yeah. same thing. Like not even, not even the meta is different. Right. Um, and, and I think the 2K League's always suffered from that because we, you know, we've haven't had the same league build being available to consumers. People can't really relate yeah. to it as well, right? Yeah, that's fair. Quay, man, any uh, any stories, thoughts, questions, anything that uh, we haven't talked about that you figured we'd get to on the cast today? I'm trying to think. Of, I mean, really, basically, we kind of hit almost everything on the head. You know, just uh, you know, me personally, you know, I just want to give a shout out to you know my guy TS Josh. You know, Tom Lee Cook, they're still in the pool. You know, hopefully see them if they don't go back to the Raptors somewhere else. You know, um, you know, just all the guys, you know, I, I met in the league, you know, they're still fighting for a spot. So, 
You know, I'm, I'm tuned in. Trust me, I'm a big fan. You know, even though I'm not, you know, obviously there in the league still, I'm still tuned in. It's, I love to see this, you know, keep growing and expanding. You know, hopefully everybody keeps building their own brand. Um, you know, we pretty much hit everything on the head. You know, tune in. King Quay will be making some content soon. So once I take that leap, I, I think I'm going to take off, you know. So I'm just ready to see, you know, what's what's my calling. Like, what to, if it's YouTube, you know, for me, Instagram, TikTok, whatever one, it, it starts first. You know, I just feel like it's going to keep going for me, and I'm just going to take this all the way with it. So, you know. Well, uh, I you let me know Definitely You let me know what, what I can do to help, Quay. I'm a big believer in you. You got yep. a rare gift in town. Oh, did you guys hear that? One sec. Uh-oh. That noise means my Uber Eats Uh-oh. has arrived, so good timing. <laughs> we have officially wrapped Perfect. the podcast right around the time of delivery. It's amazing. It happens every time like that, doesn't it, Phil? Crazy coincidence. Too good, man. You always, you always beat me to the punch, too. The, the universe works in awesome ways. Oh, do you have a bag, too? I don't even know you had the bag. Um, anyway, Quay, man, yeah, let me know how I can help, buddy. You're a rare talent, you know. Uh, and, and I'll tell you right now, when people keep telling you that your whole life, there's a reason why they keep telling you that. So believe in yourself and, and make it happen. Yeah, I appreciate that. Phil, man. always you know, a pleasure, my friend. Yeah, oh, sorry, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Now you're good. I was just saying, best of luck to you, man. You know, both you guys. You know, y'all future endeavors. You know, I'm, I'm love to see. You know, y'all guys can keep expanding as well. You know, keep building y'all's brand. You know, and um, I know for sure we'll be able to. You know, all link up soon, sometime. You know, I mean, even it's at an event, whatever. You know, yeah, so I'm, Quinn, I'm keep an eye on me, brother. Next year, I'm going to be in the bougie suite with Phil at Super Bowl. I'll tell you that right now. I'm working my way up <laughs> hey, to Phil. Hello, baby. Just forget about me. Take it, man. <laughs> hope y'all followed up, man. It definitely, definitely would be wonderful. This was a wonderful episode. So, of course, appreciate everybody pulling up and, and checking us out for episode number five here of the Raptors 2K podcast brought to you by Uber Eats. Thank you so much for tuning in and watching. Uh, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. And, of course, we'll catch you on the next one.